You are now tuning into the Queen Collective Podcast with your host, Bree and JJ. Welcome to the Queen Collective Podcast, where you'll have real discussions with real women. We're your hosts. I'm Bree. And I'm JJ. Now let's get into this episode. Welcome, queens and kings. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We back again with another episode and continuing our Black History Month series. Yes, I am so, so, so excited. Um, We've got a lot of love on the last episode, so we hope that you feel the same way about this one. It's lit. It's still going to be deep, but we're here. We're here to educate. We are. We are. For sure, for sure. Bro, speaking of, well, not speaking of nothing, to be quite frank, but um, (laughs) you want to get into this recap? How you been, my good friend? It's been a long week. I've been good, honestly. Um... It's just the weather. <laughs> yeah. The, the the weather in Texas, y'all. We are from Dallas, Texas. And I swear we experienced like four seasons in one week. Um, yeah. I don't understand how it was 85 degrees in December and it's like 19 degrees in February right now. Um, and that's crazy because um, they're talking about some, yeah, it's going to be three degrees on Monday. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. Three degrees? That's a single digit. We talking about triple digits for the heat. Double, uh, below freezing double digits. I have never seen the weather app talking about some one digit for the day. I said, huh? And my thing is, I would feel a lot better if it was like this cold because mm-hmm. of snow like like we getting like inches of snow right type of thing but no nah, we getting straight ice it's just <laughs> it's just cold as brick outside that's it <laughs> niggas slipping and sliding on the highways okay we can't even can't even get no no snow we getting just straight ice and despair okay because my mom she's from chicago she said oh, oh y'all doing chicago weather this week i said we are we really are. That's crazy. Yeah. And I feel like half the population not even like um prepare for this in Dallas cuz I mean, people were still wearing sandals. So I'm like, which is you wearing sandals when it was like 40 degrees outside? I doubt you own a coat. You know what's funny? You know how we always joke about like how <clears throat> you know, people will be wearing shorts and stuff. Mm-hmm. In, in, in the winter and all that look mm-hmm. not this time around why i get off uh i was at my job right and i had to go and pick up a charger for my car <laughs> you know this because we was on the phone while i was at my job <laughs> 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 we be doing that sometimes it's okay we, be, we still be doing the work okay we're hardest workers out there um and i had to go to my car really quick but i, I parked in the garage so i was like oh, i don't need my jacket i'm literally running out to my car and so i run out to my car i'm like oh jesus I didn't know the garage insulates whatever's outside. That's crazy. Run back in the elevator. <laughs> this older white man get on the on the elevator. He said, uh-uh, lady, where is your jacket? <laughs> said, Sorry, I thought it was going to be, I thought I was going to run out and run back in. He was like, you thought she was going to run out and the weather was going to change. I said, okay. <laughs> That's not, I just ran back in. But yeah, man, it's it's been cold. It's been cold. You have anything interesting happening to you, Brody? A, a bitches with short torsos moment i might share it at the end of the episode 
Um, uh-oh, so y'all just uh-oh. y'all just stay tuned for that. But other than that, you know, I'm um getting <laughs> ready for the weekend. We got we we, we got a, a very nice weekend ahead of us, right, Jay? It's a freaking weekend. Yes, we do, bro. And I'm excited. Look, that's gonna be our recap for next episode. <laughs> but what about I'm you? So like anything excited. interesting or crazy happened to you this past I- week? Um, actually, nothing really too interesting has happened. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty, pretty boring. I am, I'm just moving on with life. I'm just moving on with life. It's been pretty boring, though. Uh, my mom is so cute. She's actually, um, decorating my door for Valentine's Day. She, she likes to decorate, y'all. And, and That's it, so cute. It, I, and I love it so much. People be looking at my at my door like, dang, she always be decorating. Yes, do. <laughs> like she'll put little hearts out on on the door, and 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 she'll like, uh, 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 get like little balloons and dress the door with it. And I'm like, she's so extra, and I love it. I love it. I might take a picture. You know what I'm saying? We might post it on the Queen Collective. We don't know yet. We gotta figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be cute. That'd be cute. I hope, I hope everyone's having a, a, a real nice, safe, and eventful Valentine's Day weekend. Yes. And if you're having a Valentine's, if you're having a Galentine's, if you're having a Mama Times, or if you're having a Dad in Times, whatever, there's somebody in your life um, that can be your sweetheart. That's what my mom says. It's real cute because my neighbor, she um, she just has her dog. And my mom was talking to her while she was decorating the door and was like, you know, uh, who? Because my neighbor always sees my mom decorating. She's like, oh, what's the occasion this time? And my mom was like, the occasion is Valentine's. Can't you tell? And she was like, nah. And then my mom was like, you got a Valentine? She was like, nah, I'm, really, I'm not with anybody. And my mom was like, but you got somebody you care for. I see you have a beautiful dog. And she was like, yeah, you're right. So, y'all, anybody can be your Valentine's. Don't be like, oh, just because I'm single, this isn't that. Nah, you got friends. And if you don't got friends, you got someone who care about you. And that's your Valentine's, period. Period. <laughs> yes, I'm excited, though. I I, I want to get into this game because I want to redeem myself. <laughs> y'all, JJ, redeem was like, <laughs> JJ was like, y'all trying to revoke my black card. That's not happening. That's not- <laughs> it's not. So she's coming back with the heat. I'm coming back with the heat. And ain't nobody about to sit here and say, oh, she don't know what she's doing. No, no, we're not doing that. All right, that. all right, all right. Well, let's start it off. Let's start it off. Let, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In what year did Cash Money Records take over? A, <laughs> 2001 to 2004 to 2005. You said cash money, not young money, right? Cash money. Young money, cash money business. Y'all remember the YMCA or B? No, I'm saying cash money records. Cash money. Um, I'm going to go with 1999 to 2000. Jesus. That is correct. That is the infamous... This is the song that you'll hear at any moment, no matter where you at, and you you running to throw your ass, period. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Period. Cause I, I I I 
young money, cash money, they're going to always, that whole business, like you said, is going to be a classic. It's going to be classic. All right, I got one. I got one for you. Hmm. Or do I? Let's see. Let's see. Let's pick a good one. This is slight work. Slight work. What does the word thought mean? (laughs) (laughs) A, the hoes of tomorrow. (laughs) The hoes of tomorrow. What? B, (laughs) B, temporary hoe on time. (laughs) What? These are some crazy answers, bro. C, that hoe over there. Or D, it doesn't stand for anything. <laughs> I'm gonna go with C. That hole over there. <laughs> you are correct, but I kind of like uh the hose of tomorrow. The hose. Of, I was I was sitting here like that's a slogan right there. Yeah, no, bitch. That's that's, that's gonna slogan. be our slogan. The hose of tomorrow. <laughs> Welcome to the Queen Collector. We the hose of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't the hose of your past. We ain't the hose of your present. We the hoes of tomorrow. And we doing big shit. <laughs> and, we do, and we doing big shit. I like that. I like that. All right, bro. All right. Like um, what is the biggest conspiracy theory that black people won't let die? A, that Tupac is still alive. B, that Janet and Elder Barge had a love child. That someone else had blue ivy. They wrong for that. D. <laughs> that OJ is Chloe's dad. <laughs> Ooh. Oh God. Um. No, 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 no. I'm gonna do a Tupac is still alive. Of course. <laughs> Everybody well, like people... this nigga in Cuba. <laughs> yeah, people say he in Cuba. He in a mountain somewhere with Biggie. I'm just like, all right, y'all. All right. I don't know why he the only conspiracy that he's still alive. Oh no, I've also heard he's in the mountains somewhere with Michael Jackson too. Oh like, gosh, okay, so 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 everybody just still alive and and just hiding. That's crazy. Okay. Oh oh okay, I got one. I got one. Who taught you <laughs> how to spell independent? <laughs> a, a teacher. B. Destiny's Child, C, Lil Webby, or D, Lil Boosie? C, Lil Webby. Yeah. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? Do you know what? Hey. No, for real. Bro, I miss songs like that that I used to spell. You know who else taught me how to spell bananas? Gwen Stefani. Okay. <laughs> no, but Gwen was the it girl with, with the black folks back then, though. Her and Christina. Yeah, I used to think that she Gwen was light skinned, black, like pink, but that's a whole nother conversation. That's a <laughs> We love us. I thought pink she was like a, a light skinned chola, but <laughs> that woman's white. <laughs> that woman from the, the Caucasus Mountains. But, um,. <laughs> City girls made this word iconic. A, bag. B, flued. C, period. Or D, three oh five. Period. And that's on what? 
we period. We know bro, we our love girls. The city girls. <laughs> we love what the, the city, day bro. Is? We literally what the day is rich as a bitch. Y'all, I literally <laughs> I literally we have a group chat with me, Bree and Crystal, our friend Crystal. She be doing our hair. Um <laughs> come on, shameless plug. Uh, okay. Y'all go follow her. She what is it? Touched by Chris. She be doing hair. Um, but we um have a group chat. And I was like, bro, I'm trying to change our group chat to some hella ratchet. Y'all, why change our group chat picture to the city girls of when they was on the set of Say Some uh, or Said Some? And then I changed our group name to Rich as a Bitch. <laughs> I said, y'all like, y'all like it? Y'all like the, uh. All me and Christy was just laugh. We were like, all right. <laughs> we were like, this, this, this is, this is it. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on in the world? What is going on in the world? Yo, I'm coming at y'all live with the current event today. Today is not super, you know, cheerful, but I didn't want to talk about this. I did did want to talk about this because, you know, it's something that has happened um, this morning, actually. So if you live in Texas, Dallas, Texas, to be specific, Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex, um, this morning was really, really bad on the roads, like very bad. Like it was icy. Um, actually, they said in the morning it was black ice because you couldn't see it. So this morning, a huge pileup happened on I-35 West in Fort Worth. It was a 100 vehicle pileup crash. And honestly, oh, it's gosh. still going on live. They still trying to figure out how many cars were actually impacted. The latest number I've seen is 133 vehicles. Whew. Including that is crazy. Yes, including several 18 wheelers. At least six people have been confirmed dead. I said the total number of in- injuries remains unknown. Um, but they had, you know, people flying over in the helicopter, um, the Fort Worth uh police chief, and everybody talking about, you know, like live view of it, and they're they're still trying to, you know, make sure they're they have everybody safe because they're finding people as well because apparently when the accident happened like all the pile up happened people were like literally screaming from their cars for help and people couldn't see where they couldn't hear they heard where the screams are coming from but they couldn't see the people so that is so that is horrible that is scary I feel like my heart goes out to all of those families to the ones that have died um, and the ones that are in critical care because that's bro that happened early this morning right like it happened early this, early this it, it was like so that means the, majority of these people were driving to work for these yeah. jobs that obviously do not give a fuck about their employees they to don't. have them out there risking their lives that was when i heard about this i was like that's crazy and and yeah it's it's really sad because imagine and some people were like oh well that's like the driver's fault this isn't that but i'm like no apparently with some parts of the accident like the 18 wheelers started it they slid off and went into like civilian cars i'm like so, do, do do y'all not for these people that are like it's their fault do y'all not understand what a pile up is when there's yeah. a car cars that are going at a like certain rate and a truck or another car 
crashes in front of them and they yeah. slam on their brakes which causes them to crash into the car in front of them and the cars yeah. behind them do the same exact thing yeah and in this case even when for the ones that probably did try to slam on their brakes their brakes there really wasn't much that could really happen because they were sliding exactly. on black ice exactly bro people are not understanding the severity of like even if they were to have slammed on their brakes 100 200 feet ahead of time there was no possible way that they could have avoided that pile up and it's scary because imagine you're driving and you're driving you know very safe everything's fine all of a sudden your vehicle just skids or just slips you don't have no control at that point you just gotta do whatever prayer you can and pray that everything will be okay but there's a lot of GoFundMes happening um with this with with this pile up because a lot of people and a lot of families have been involved because mm-hmm. just just because it was six people that died first of all one person being dead is enough let's start out there <laughs> one person being dead is enough one person being injured is enough but there's several people who were injured besides the six people who are actually you know dead like several people have had to go to the emergency room so there's a lot of gofundmes out there if y'all look up um 75 to 100 car pile up on google go to wfaa they're gonna tell you like how you can give help them out send money send well wishes all types of things um uh, and a lot of these people they were going to um like the jobs that they actually because you know some jobs they don't give you inclement weather, weather days like you know we talked about so a lot of these people had to go to work to get paid so you know this could we only know how much is it this is actually affecting their life now because mm-hmm. their car is gone and now how can they even get to their job so whatever y'all can do to help if y'all can help even if it's just sending someone a prayer or sending letting them know that they're loved and 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 sending them like a good uh, a nice note is helpful man it's definitely helpful so yeah that's it's really sad and i hope and pray that next week we can have a better current event because this one this one was kind of a lot i remember like first getting texts about it and was like i gotta check on my friends and fort worth Mm, because yeah. it was like constantly happening yeah I remember my work group text message they were talking about it earlier this morning because they were like yeah we closed <laughs> yeah no for real <laughs> we getting that, that inclement weather pay y'all don't, y'all don't worry about it be safe <laughs> no for real and that's what it needs to be like across the board for every single job bro and I know people are like, gonna be like well, what about the people who need to go to the hospitals and stuff like that I'm like yeah that's that's different but I'm pretty sure not everybody on this road had to go to the hospital. I'm pretty sure. Pretty yeah. sure there was just some ho-ass jobs. Another fact that I wanted to say, this accident scene stretched out from 1 to 1.5 miles long. Mm. So. Yeah, because how many cars you said? 75 to 100? Right, and it's still being counted. So the latest number is 133 cars. So... Yeah, and including eighteen wheelers. And Dallas, we're getting even more like crazy weather the next week. Yes, y'all be careful out here traveling. Please, please be careful. And honestly, it's really if you feel like you are in danger of driving, please at least just pull to the side to wait for the for something to melt or for the people to come and put the salt on the roads or something. Your life is way, way more important. 
is way, way more important. And and, and this is coming from the girls. Like, we know about money struggles. We know about needing to, you know, get that paid. But your life is so much more important. There's so many people that care about you. You care about yourself. Please, please be safe. Don't drive crazy. Drive as slow as possible if you can avoid the highways. And if you can't, drive super, super slow or take a less... um a less populated route. That was another uh, option that they were saying to start doing too with these weather days. Take a less populated uh, populated route. It might take you longer to get to work, but you might just need to get up earlier because it ain't worth your life. It's not. It's not. It's not worth your life. Y'all know what to the, to, the, to, the, to the time it is. We getting into the main topic. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, a lot of y'all like the last one. This one is about microaggressions. And I'm really, really excited to talk about this because I know both Brie and I has dealt with microaggressions growing up through our whole entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and still to this day, low-key. Still, still to this day. To this day. To this day. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about the definition of microaggression. Um, because a lot of people kind of get the terms confused. So I'm going to define it really quick. So what a microaggression is, it's a statement, action, or incident regarded as an instance of indirect, subtle, or unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalized group such as a racial or ethnic minority and y'all know it's black history month so we definitely gonna be talking about microaggressions against the black community and mm-hmm. yeah we gonna recognize it we're gonna let y'all know how to recognize it and we're gonna talk about how to combat it we're gonna talk about all types of stuff so Yes. Yeah, we re- we really finna break this down and give our examples, our personal experiences, and all of that. So, after, thank you for that lovely definition of, of microaggressions. Now y'all, now y'all know the textbook term mm-hmm, of what a mm-hmm. microaggression is. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. someone that studies the psychology of racism and anti-racism. His name is Daryl Wing Sue. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. we're gonna reference a lot of things that he's studied and written Mm -hmm. um, in regards to microaggressions. Mm -hmm. But he basically summed up microaggressions as the everyday insults, indignities, and demeaning messages sent to people of color by individuals often oblivious to the offensive nature of their words. And that's right there. When you said oblivious, that's what got me because I'm like, in my mind, because I'm the one who's usually, you know, the victim of microaggression. In my mind, I'm like, how is this oblivious to them? But when we started doing more research, I kind of understood where he was coming from. And I, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm just excited to, to get into it. Um, he also goes into talking about um, the multi-level forms of communication. So, what it is, is he was saying to think of micro microaggressions as multi-level forms of communication. So the words used may seem neutral or even positive to the speaker, but that neutrality is a cover for the bias behind those words. Jesus. No, right? really. 
really. <laughs> and it and it's funny because y'all know how we talked about communication styles in our old episode. Right. Um, so we've covered this. So with that, that that multi-level forms of communication, like I will honestly say that this is a form of gaslighting. Just because these are the people, these aggressors, right? They don't view their statements as insults. They don't. So when they, they say don't. them to you, they're like, wait. And you react to what they're saying that is insulting. They're like, wait, why are you being so sensitive? Exa- come on. Why are you making on. this about race? Let's talk about it. <sighs> that toxicity and that gaslighting too. They're, it's toxic. It, it really is. And and I'm glad that you said gaslighting because I don't want it to seem like we're brushing off like this, but we're trying to give excuse to somebody to be microaggressive. They need to be aware and they need to know it needs to stop. Exactly. They do. Exactly. And so microaggression it's broken down into three categories. The first one is micro assaults. So that's more obvious, deliberate, and discriminatory behavior. So it's more obvious and it's deliberate discriminatory beha- discriminatory behaviors. So yeah, that's right in your face. So for example, a cashier skipping over a black person in line, telling racist jokes, wearing a t-shirt with the Confederate flag. <laughs> we and let me tell y'all something <laughs> we might get we might lose some views on this on this episode but that's okay because we speaking the truth and we're backing it up with facts that's okay and it is it is because this, <laughs> this this happens so so with micro assaults that is more obvious that's right there in your face you can't deny <laughs> that shit ain't right the it's second not. The second category underneath microaggressions would be micro insults. So this is unconscious, unintentional, and less obvious. So again, you know how earlier when we defined microaggressions and mm-hmm. in the definition it used words like subtle, unintentional, mm-hmm. indirect. That's because these aggressors, they don't view their statements as an insult because they don't believe that what they're saying is wrong. Ooh, 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 so this ooh, looks ooh, like ooh. those those well-intentioned perpetrators that believe that they're actually being complimentary when they tell a black colleague they're so articulate, for example. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They think that's an actual compliment, but it's like, think about what you're actually saying. What does that actually mean behind the words you're saying right there? Think about it. And I like that you said that, too, because we're going to dive into that, too. Because we, we, like I said, we're going to get rid of shit, recognize the shit, and fix this shit for real. So that's micro insults. Now then we have the last one, micro invalidations. Example, when a white person says they're colorblind to racial differences. This is minimizing the struggles black people have dealt with because of their skin color. So when someone's like, yeah, I don't see race like I love you. No, no. Recognize my race and recognize that I do struggle and I have you know, there are things that are going to be, that I'm going to get discrimination against because of my race. And you're going to be around. And to be quite frank, this is what I want to be like to our white allies. If you really are allies, speak up, bro. Exactly. Exactly. Like Like sitting there saying that you don't see color, that means you're not seeing an issue with the indifferences that black people and people of color face. Exactly. In this society. A society that's honestly ruled by race, if you want to break it down. Let's break it down. 
I told you we were snatching a because literally in this society that we currently live in to this day, because <laughs> racism is not dead. It's not. It's, it's not. still alive today. We live in a society where skin color can literally be someone's reality. Like it can change someone's reality. It's life or death. It, no, it's literally life or death. It can change someone's reality. It can change their financial status. It can change the outcome uh, 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 of just go, trying to go into a store and, and pick up some Skittles and some... Come on, come on now. So just by sitting there saying something, a statement such as, I don't see color, that's you also saying that you don't see an issue. You're diminishing you're diminishing what we have gone through for centuries. And let's be quite frank, what we're going to continue to go through. But we don't want to talk about that either because we want to be like, or are or, or these also the same people? Yeah, man. Invalidations. Yeah, racism, racism is over. You know, it's not, it's not as bad as it used to be. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Just because it's not like blatantly in your face. <laughs> Like, people getting hung and everything. I mean, that still actually happens, but, you know, we don't really talk about it. But right. just because it's not blatantly in your face, it's like it was at one point in history, doesn't mean it's not there. Right. And, and huh, we don't talk about it. We don't get that much news co- coverage over it unless we're, you know, criminalized. But we're going to get into that. And you know what? That's a good transition because I want to dive more into like verbal examples that you can kind of see that's like microaggressive. So Bree and I gathered some information from the city of Cambridge. It's a city of Cambridge website you can look at and it just talks about some microaggressive, uh, we talk about verbal examples and nonverbal examples. So number one, there's, here's, here's the first thing, ascription of intelligence. So that just means assigning intelligence to a person of color based on their race. Here is an example. You are a credit to your race. And then what Bree said, you are so articulate. The first one, you are a credit to your race. This is crazy. Um, Because usually when we think of microaggressions, we think of, you know, covert microaggressions but a lot of us have experienced overt microaggressive and that just means it's oh it's in your face coverts can, can kind of be covered up and whenever you hear someone say you are a credit to your race that is the most <laughs> racist and discriminative statement to make because you're essentially saying this whole race is unintelligent, not articulate. Come on. Uh, 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 can't make uh smart choices, wise decisions, and for you to be making even somewhat of a smart choice, wow, you stand out from everybody. So again, it's like <laughs> by them actually believing that they're giving a compliment by saying something like that. That just. That just reveals that there's an unconscious bias. Yeah, come on. Underneath what's come really on. happening at face value. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it's, it's, this, the, these are those people that's like, no, I'm not racist. I can't be racist. I have a black friend and that dates a black boyfriend. And 
Look, look, my sister is married to somebody <laughs> who has a black co-worker. Girl, what? <laughs> what? 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 And then in that same sentence, yeah, that black co-worker actually is a, is a really good lawyer. So that's interesting. Like, what? Like, what the heck? <laughs> Yo, and it's funny because you know who I feel like kind of touches on this? Who? Um, there's a comedian. His name is Drewski. And he <laughs> sometimes takes on a uh, microaggressive white perspective. And it's funny because a lot of people... A lot of white people think it's really hilarious, but y'all got to pay attention. Some of the stuff he says, and like, it's funny because he'll say it and then he'll have black people around who look at him and be like, what? Y'all got to pay attention to what he says. Like, he he was pretending to be a white guy and he was talking to some black friends and was like, oh, hey, so uh, how do you guys lock your hair up like that? Like, that's interesting. Y'all play golf? I've, I've never really seen y'all out here playing golf. Like, stuff like that. And people think it's funny. But he's low-key educating us. This stuff really does happen. And it could be taken so lightly because, especially if you don't have that many people around you, sometimes as a Black person, when you're in a overly populated white area and there's microaggression being thrown at you, you don't want to get hit with the, why are you being so sensitive? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you just got to, and it's uh, sad, but it feels like you just have to take it. But take it no more, because again, we're gonna go into how to combat it. <laughs> no, definitely. And I would say like the next thing we kind of touched on it earlier, whenever we talked about color blindness. So yes. like, those statements that indicate a white person does not want to, like we said, like the racism doesn't exist anymore. When I look at you, I don't see color. They also say things like, "There's only one race, the human race. All like, lives matter." <laughs> oh, uh oh. Well, uh -oh. if all lives matter, then what's the issue with saying black lives? Because wouldn't that not be included in that? I told you we're going to lose some views today, Bree. I told you. It is what it is. <laughs> Never turn my back on Bree. Bree, God forbid. <laughs> no, but for this, real, it's like. Let's, yes, bro. Let's talk about it. All lives matter is the epitome of colorblindness. That's the epitome, epitome bro. And this means that this, the statements that the person is making, they're not wanting to acknowledge your race. Again, if all lives really did matter, why did we even have to make a protest that said Black Lives Matter? Why? To take away from... Because what it really means is they want to take away from the actual meaning behind Black Lives Matter in that movement. Mm -hmm. They don't want to take mm -hmm. acknowledgement and accountability mm -hmm. for what it stands for. Exactly. They you see, get to they, hide they... in that that oblivion. Mm -hmm. Ooh, come on, come on. Because again, it's like these microaggressions—they're subtle, they're unintentional, they're oblivious to the issue mm -hmm. with the words mm -hmm. that they're using. Mm -hmm. What's what, what's the saying? Obl what ob oblivion is, is bliss. Oh, yeah, uh, 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 yeah, it, yeah, that is the saying. Mm. Oh, no, oh, no, it, it's ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is, well, yeah. That's the same shit. That is the exact same shit, bro. When you are oblivious to something, when you're ignorant to something, but that's another thing, bro, like, they say that microaggression can be unintentional, but I'm a strong believer that sometimes people, they, they, people know, bro. They really do. Oh, of course. You, you knew that you were trying to take something away 
from and it's crazy because this group was just trying to shed light and y'all had the audacity to make an anti-group basically saying like "Mm, actually no your lives don't matter ours do (laughs) because that's that's what i hear and it's crazy because the same people who said all lives matter said blue lives matter. So what about that? Well, you saw it <laughs> but- on the at the Capitol last month. Exactly. So blue lives don't matter neither. Apparently, girl, I'm I'm over it. And then the next <laughs> one, racism doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, girl, girl, girl. Listen, if y'all don't know by now, you're probably microaggressive. Um. <laughs> Let's get into let's get into some nonverbal examples. First theme. Oh, I'm so ready to talk about this criminality. This means assumption of criminal status on the basis of someone's race. Hmm. So, for example, we know this is a universal example of microaggression in its purest form criminality when a white man or white woman is clutching their purse or checking their wallet when a black person approaches or passes oh my god i'm just like and that's why i said <laughs> listen I I, all i can do is laugh <laughs> okay all i can do is laugh because who's the real savages this <laughs> who are the colonizers I said, okay didn't Who have to be taught how to like clean they they ass? Who spreaded STDs, HIVs, plagues? Oh, 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 y'all don't want me to talk about that. Oh, the Black okay. Plague look, didn't look. happen in Africa. Look, 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 Bri, we on TV and they telling us we can't talk about that. Let me cut the commercial. They say we can't talk about that shit. You know what's crazy? I said after what happened at the Capitol. Hell, after what's been happening and throughout our whole lives, I'm really about to be out here uh, clutching my purse and locking my doors whenever a white man passes. I don't care. No, for real. I already be on high alert because, mm. <laughs> girl. No, for real. I do that anyway, though. If they, if if a, if a man is passing my my door, my window, my car, and I see him, and he white, I'm not gonna lie, I be locking my shit. And the fuck. It's a podcast, rated E, but explicit shit and for everyone on this episode. We're going to say whatever the fuck we want, period. <laughs> and if you're charging this up, make sure you come in correct. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, please. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. But this also looks like those, those store owners that follows customers around. Yo. Specifically black people and people of color around the store asking, is everything all right? You need help with anything? More than once. I, I get you asking the first time, just being courteous. Exactly. But, but, but I, if I look up and I keep seeing you every turn and you asking me again, that's, it's like, <laughs> what is really going that's, on here? That's real crazy. I'm trying to check if I'm still that's, in some shit. <laughs> Because then that's just going to turn Bitch. me off and I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm going to put all this shit back and I'm leaving. I'm not spending my money here because what the fuck? That's crazy. I saw this one video of this white man trying to block these black ladies in with a with his grocery cart because he felt like they were stealing stuff. And he had no, at the end of it, he had to get cut off the store because he had no proof. I said, are y'all stupid? And this nigga don't even work at the store. Oh my gosh. Oh. 
<laughs> just inserting Girl. himself in something that had nothing to do with him. At all. I, I, and then I look, he had, he got kicked out the me. store without his groceries, right? You did all this groceries. and, you, and said, you still didn't get to get your groceries. You coming back home, your wife like, Stan, what the fuck? What the fuck? I, I told you I was Damn it, Barbara. <laughs> is it green beans? <laughs> what the fuck is a casserole? Girl. But <laughs> No, yo, this <laughs> No, bro, because that'd be, no, that really be happening, bro. And then I was at this beauty supply one time. I will never forget. Um, It was a few years back. I was at the beauty supply, and this lady was Asian. Let's talk about it. I was at the beauty supply, and the lady kept saying, are you okay back there? Are you okay back there? And I wanted to be like, bitch, I know you got the cameras up. You can see what I'm doing. I know you got the cameras up behind your register, bitch. I'm literally just trying to pick out some braided hair, and I don't know if I need to get pre-stretched or uh, 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 non-pre-stretched, bitch. That's it. I'm just a difficult... I'm very indecisive. Ain't anybody trying to steal no $2 hair? <laughs> the fuck? I'm sorry. That should be No, for real, because it's like, like while you sitting here staring at me and looking at me in the store... Sad, little little Miss Sally don't already took everything off the rack and is leaving. <laughs> Yo, speaking of that, quick, quick, like, example. I will never forget this. I was in um eighth grade or seventh grade or eighth grade choir. We had went to um North Park because we had did a, a show. We were in black dresses because, you know, we did a nice um, uh, music recital or I don't know whatever the fuck they used to call it back then. And we were on a little trip. So they're like, we're going to take out to North Park. We're going to get some Chick-fil-A. We're going to eat. We gonna, y'all can go to Claire's, do all this stuff. Girl, we do our recital, you know, our little ensemble. That was nice. We did a great job. Um, we get to North Park and we go into one of the stores. Now, I don't remember if this was Claire's. It probably was Claire's. It was either Claire's or one of those other little stores like Rainbow or some shit. One of them other little stores. We go in there and it all, it, mind you, our whole choir, um, was it Treble Choir? It was one of them. But most of us were black. Most of us was black and we had a few uh, Latinas. And we go up into the store. And the whole time we're all like, you know, at the store, there's these two white girls that are around our age, probably like just turned 15, 14, that kept following our group. And uh, like some of us were like, was looking at each other like, why are they following our group? So towards the end, we have to all get out the store because, you know, it's we're on the time crunch and we got to leave. Right. So as we're all leaving the store, the cashiers and the store managers stop our whole group. And was talking to our car director saying one of us stole something out of the store. And we were like, what are you, what are you talking about? And the choir director was like, okay, pinpoint which one then. She was, she was with the shits. Now she was a cool ass white lady. Her name was Miss Wally. Shout out to you, Miss Wally, if you're ever listening. <laughs> but she she was very aware and awake at what was going on. She was like, okay, pinpoint them then. And then I kid you not. The manager was like, I'm not sure. They're all wearing the same thing, but we know what she mm-hmm. and she and then and then turns out the two white girls who was behind us in the group was the one who sold the shit. Girl, no, like that's real. Girl. That's real. I remember when I was in high school, I knew these two girls. One of them was white and the other one was mixed. 
Mm-hmm. And they were huge as kleptos, bro. <laughs> they used to steal oh, a lot. God. Um, and I remember when I found out, I was like, wait, y'all be doing this when y'all with me? Because the fuck? Bro, I remember they told, mm-hmm. like, these girls, and they wouldn't just be stealing, like, lip gloss and chips or some shit. No, bro. Like, I remember they had told me one time they stole, like, a pair of spare. You remember how bitches wear sparies? They stole a whole pair of sparies yeah. in the box. I was like, huh? how do you even what and they were like bro like because people don't really pay attention to us (laughs) they look at like the black people they straight out said that wow like i know you're not lying (laughs) i see i know you're not i know you're not just don't do that shit with me or someone no for real because i'm not going to jail Yeah, someone getting their ass beat. No, for real. I'm I'm sick of this Mm, shit. I have no problem snitching on a white person. I don't care. But I have no problem (laughs) being the biggest snitch. I will rat. Give me some cheese, bitch. Call me Jerry, bitch. I will be the huge snitch out of it. It was her. It was her. The one in the uh the crop top with the with the mom jeans and yeah, her. (laughs) The one in the miss me jeans. Cowgirl boots, that bitch. Oh, not the Miss Me's bitch. <laughs> Girl, you remember the Miss Me's bitch? No, I can't I laugh like, too much because I owned a pair. That was. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. Let, let me get to the next one in. Uh, the last one. <laughs> the last one. The last one is crossing the street when a person of color approaches. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I saw this, I was like, I've never saw. <laughs> I have never experienced that, but I know, like, I do have some friends who have experienced that. But if if the, if I were to actually experience that, I would stop in the middle and be like, nah, wherever you going, I'm going. That is just really crazy to me. Like, <laughs> imagine you just walking <laughs> down the street, minding your business. You probably don't FaceTime with me or some shit. <laughs> and then oh, a, a white person across the street. Oh my god! I I would be like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm like, first of all, I'm a cute bitch. Like, I I I feel like I I look (laughs) bitch. Well, because they think that we all look aggressive and we're gonna steal and all this shit. And I'm just like, but but first of all, do do you see what you're wearing, bitch? Why would I? Why? Yeah, like to steal something from you when you're wearing Forever Twenty One. Yes, bitch. At least carry a Louis. Oh, that's right. Because if you was really about it, you wouldn't be walking across no street. You driving everywhere, bitch. You getting drove around. Bless my heart. I hate. This they car can be parked down the street. They can be walking. (laughs) Not that you saying they walking. Nah. Nah, they bums. Because here's the thing. I, I I give no excuse to nobody being microaggressive or racist. But the the rich white people, I'm like, okay, that's kind of a given. But when I be seeing like Billy Joe Bob and the rest of these motherfuckers looking at, I just be like, "What the fuck do I want from you? What the fuck do I want from you?" Shit, yo, yo, uh, counterpart, uh, the rich one with the business is looking at you crazy too. He got you on the same level as us. That's another topic for another Ooh. episode. Um, he got you on the same level as us, <laughs> <laughs> and not all of us either, cause shit. They'll tolerate a black person with money before they'll tolerate. They will, mm, girl. We'll talk about. We, 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 that's yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Yo, I so we we have we give me y'all lots to unpack. 
So while y'all are unpacking everything, we're going to give y'all some examples of no. our experiences with microaggressions. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot. And and I feel like there's also like a special um I feel like it's taken even a little further for black women. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Please give us an example, <laughs> Brianna. I, I already know. I Just because know. You, you touched on it briefly earlier. It, it, so y'all remember how we talked about those stereotypes of black women and how they're seen as aggressive and, and sassy and and mm-hmm. you know, most of the times when you experience these microaggressions, you're you're usually in an environment like um either an educational environment, uh or institution, um, or in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So right. when a lot of these microaggressions take place, you have that moment where you're like, okay, and you pick up on it and you're like, what the fuck? That's fucked up. And then you have to think to yourself, okay, how am I about to react? Because I will be penalized by my reaction. And it's crazy that we have to, we have to control and think about our reactions to this insulting ass behaviors. <laughs> we have to, because we don't want to look irate. We don't want to look like we're about to get physical when that's not even the case. I just want you to understand what you said to me was not okay. But if I even talk like this in this type of tone, it's a, whoa, let's not get too crazy. We know, you know, you probably have a short temper and that's what's sad. I remember one time um, I was at work um, and Mm -hmm. I had a manager. This girl was crazy. I had a a manager, she was a white woman, and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, as a black woman, we just have the natural swag. We have, we have that, that natural sense and beauty where we can pull off a lot of different looks and and, and hairstyles and all of that shit. So I changed my hair, um, quite frequently, and this is one of the Uh times that I did, um, I want to say like I, it was like a sew-in, very long um, body wave bundles. It looked really nice and everything. And I got compliments on my hair and, and things like that. You know, that's the usual. But on this particular day, my manager was like, your hair is so pretty and it looks so soft. And then she started reaching her hand out and I moved back because <laughs> this wasn't <gasps> the first time. Um, but this was the first time I actually said something about it in the moment. <laughs> so I moved back and then she's like oh well that's when she wants to ask is it okay if I can touch it and I was like no it's not <laughs> okay and bro <laughs> all I said was no because I didn't feel a need to explain there wasn't anything to explain you asked I, and I gave you an answer yeah I said no there was a pause and I could see the look on her face like what the fuck <laughs> And then she looks down. I um when I was working this job, it was a leasing job, and um I was wearing like jeans that day to work. And she looked down at my jeans right after I tell her no to touching my hair and was like, Okay, today's not Friday, you're not supposed to be wearing jeans to work. And then I look at her. <laughs> Okay. And she was also wearing jeans. And I said, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. 
bro, the audacity <laughs> of hers to try to get upset whenever I said no to her trying to touch my hair. The disrespect. The that disrespect, is, bro. That's crazy. Bro. What? And since it was a little leasing agent I- job in college, like, mm-hmm. girl, there was no HR team I could have reported that shit to. And honestly, there were other um, instances that she had with other people within the workplace. But all I know is after that day, she never asked anything crazy like that to me ever again. I'm sick and appalled and I'm appalled and sick. (laughs) How's she going to sit here and be like, yeah, I want to touch your hair. It's so pretty. It's so soft. Mm, No, bitch. Mm, You ain't supposed to wear jeans. Mm, I just think it's hilarious how, like, (laughs) these people feel entitled <laughs> to one of I mean there is an actual history behind it we'll get into that a little later but they feel entitled enough to want to touch another human being and their body yeah when it's if the roles were reversed if it was flipped she would have been looking at me hella crazy if it was she just got her little strag- scraggly ass highlights and you would just touch it. Oh my god! Are you trying to hit me? Girl, shut your stupid ass. Girl. Up. I smacked them highlights at your head. But I, that was a real life experience and I was just like mm-mm. I'm so sorry that happened to you but I think you handled it perfectly, shit. What about you? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I have definitely got- I've gotten two different things. So a little bit of a background. Um... My mother, she is from Chicago, right? So she's from like the Midwest. They talk very fast up there. They don't have a southern draw mm-hmm. or anything. So me being her offspring, <laughs> obviously, I'm going to sound more like her. I'm not going to have a draw. Um, and my voice also isn't going to be as deep. It's not going to be as southern. It's not going to be as Texan. There's not going to be any slur mm-hmm. in my words, right? So... And also in my mother's household, you know, we didn't really, we didn't really have a lot of slang in our vocabulary. Nothing like that, really. Um, I didn't start doing that until I started getting into high school. I started doing all type of slang stuff. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, so I want to say the earliest this happened to me was sixth grade. I had a couple of people a teacher and a student. One teacher was telling me I talked very articulate and someone and a student told me that I that I'm whitewashed. And I was like, what's whitewashed? And then it was explained to me that because I talk without any slang, uh, I say little to no curse words. I don't have a draw. I don't have anything in my voice. It sounds like I talk Mm -hmm. white. And I remember thinking, how does that make sense? How can I talk like a race? But, you know, when you're that young, you don't really think to do comeback, comebacks like that. You think to just be like, oh, that's weird. Well, I mean, this is how my mom talks. This is how I talk. But do you know how detrimental that could have been for me? No, definitely. Because I, at one point, I felt like I didn't belong to... A specific group at one point I was like does this mean I need to hang out with more white people like these were the thoughts 
that was going into my head. And that's not the case at all. What y'all were trying to say was y'all think my whole race talk like we did not have proper grammar class, like we didn't all take the same fucking English class for one. And 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 uh uh we we have African American English. And that is an English that was made, that was a study, something that was made up by white people to put black people in a box. I actually was taught about this in TWU, by the way, which is crazy. This is an actual thing. Look it up. Type in African-American English. This is something that white people made to where you would put the whole African-American race in this box to say they talk like this. They are illiterate, which is crazy. So that was definitely one of my experiences. And I'm glad that I'm more knowledgeable to that now. Because since since I was so impressionable, I was thinking like, oh, wow. Like, do my people talk like this? No, girl. That's just what they're putting inside your head. For no, for real. And I didn't know that was a microaggression. And it really starts like, that okay. young. Because like you said, like, while you were a kid, you really don't be thinking that too much into it. Yeah. You don't. You don't. And and, and, and that is detrimental because there is plenty of research out there that found the impact of microaggressions can cause major psychological harm. Yes. Definitely. And that's one of them. When when you're doing this to kids, here's the thing. Anything that happens, like, I want to say, like, the developmental ages, like, from that time, from, like, the time you're in, like, kindergarten to high school, you are so impressionable. So when you're constantly hearing that, you're constantly hearing something like, I know me and Brie both experienced that mm-hmm. you're pretty for a black girl. That is so detrimental for our, us mentally. Because at that point, you are, you know, comparing us to standard European standards. And we'll get more into this, but you're comparing us to standards that were placed in this society to say that our skin isn't beautiful on its own. So I, 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 I'm a huge advocate for understanding microaggressions and being able to combat it, especially teaching our kids young too on how to combat it. That way they don't start getting in their mind and that psychological harm doesn't come in, man. Because it almost came in with me. <laughs> and I was like, what does this mean? Does that no, mean for real. Then my mama had to slap I like how you brought that up me. about the you're pretty for a black girl because I definitely have gotten that so many times growing up. And I used to be like, that's interesting because I've, I've never hear you say to anyone else, you're pretty for a Latino girl. You're pretty for a white girl. You're pretty for an Asian girl. Like I've growing up, like that. I never used to really hear I've that, but it used that. to be said to me so many times. And a part of me used to be like, okay, I guess that's a compliment. Like they're saying I'm pretty on one end. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Girl, but. And you know what? You know what I want to touch on briefly? Because when we talk about the psychological harm, you know how you're like, I guess that's a compliment. Now, that's going to start making us feel like these backhanded compliments are as good as we can get for black girls. Oh, <laughs> that's that psychological harm. Now we're mentally aware. Now, now we're we're we're, we're sorry, we're not mentally aware, and we're thinking that this is as good as it's gonna get for compliments. This is good. This is okay. It's not. <laughs> and behind these insults. There, there's a history. So, so we're gonna break it down. Like some of the most common, like microaggression phrases 
um, explain like the the history behind it and why it's so offensive, and then also kind of like give some examples yes. of how to combat it or how to respond to it. So for that, yes. you're pretty for a black girl. The history behind that is that the standard of beauty was based off of white women since the dawn of time, like European features, all of that. Mm -hmm. And so whenever these phrases of you're pretty for a black girl is told to a young black girl, you know, that, 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 that forms the idea that one can't be black and pretty at the same time. And the amount of hurt that comes from that, the amount of hurt, just think about that. Like, for a little black girl that's being told that and that is aware of what that person is saying, that she can't be black and pretty, that majority of, of girls that look like her aren't automatically beautiful. Whew. That that's deep. That oh God. That that can also that can affect pain. one's confidence and that follows them throughout their life. Mm-hmm. That can make them chase. A standard of beauty because look shit i've been through it because i grew up in the suburbs i was a cheerleader mm-hmm. I've, all i've gone to were pwis mm-hmm. so there was a, a point yeah. in time where i was damaging my hair to straighten it wearing certain things mm. that you know mm. i just feel like really didn't connect with me but you know i felt like it would have been more appealing acting a certain way like it really starts by these these microaggressions and so one one way that you can combat it is by pointing out whenever a person says this to you pointing out that Mm -hmm. it's insulting it's insulting to minimize my beauty to just the color of my skin if you're gonna say i'm beautiful just say say i'm beautiful and leave it at that period If, if, if you're gonna say i'm intelligent just say i'm intelligent and leave it at that period you don't need to bring no one else up. You don't need to bring up my race. You don't need to bring up anything else. Because what does that really have to do with anything? If you're focusing on whatever it is you're, you're calling a compliment. Exactly. And whenever you say it just like that, they're not going to know what to say back. They're not. They're going to be like, oh, I, I didn't. And you're going to be like, yeah, you didn't. And then that's when you walk away. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. <laughs> and that's the problem. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> that's the problem bro another one which I I have I've definitely dealt with because Bree and I we both have naturally longer hair and that's just because it ran through our family um (laughs) that's it no other explanation um what did you use nope ran through my family that's it um so (laughs) The microaggression would be, is that your real hair? Can I touch it? Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Let me explain to y'all why this shit's offensive. This is offensive because there is a history of Black people not having free agency over their bodies and being on display in human zoos oh that actually happened in history we are not making that up there were human zoos we were treated as animals and put on display for people to like like petting zoos how you get to pet little goats and shit there were people y'all didn't know that did (laughs) y'all y'all didn't know that 
black people. And the way you can combat it is you say it and you say this shit with power in your voice. Say this with the ancestral <laughs> tone that we've been talking about in your voice. You say back, no, that is inappropriate and I am not comfortable with that. And once you say that and you say that loud enough so other people can hear you, if that person tries to come back now, now I'm calling the police. Because <laughs> you've already stated, you already said no means no. And that you're not comfortable with it. If someone hears you say that, you are you are verbally taking away the right for them to continue on with any type of physical touch, any type of anything that's against your will, they cannot do. They cannot do. And they ain't gonna know what to say then either. They're gonna be like, oh, my bad. And you're gonna be like, yeah, it is your bad. And again, walk away. <laughs> and then another one. That's it. And I've personally experienced this too. Um... Another microaggression could be whenever there are non-black people that state that black mm-hmm. people are being admitted to universities only due to athletic scholarship or affirmative action. And for people that don't know mm-hmm. what affirmative action is, it's a program that was originally created to address past discrimination in institutions by admitting qualified minorities and women. That's what the Ooh. original intention of that program was made for, right? Um, yeah. But this is not a handout because, again, this was a program created for qualified people. There were there were definitely some qualifications you had to meet mm. in order to mm. be admitted into the universities. I mean, you and I both went through it. Like, there's definitely a process. Um, so there are people... There's a whole process. Yeah, There's so there are people out there everything. that will sit there and try to belittle Black people and, and basically say that you can't be intelligent yeah. enough to receive academic scholarships. The only reason you're in a place is either because it <laughs> a handout or because you're in the athletic, some sort of athletic team. That's really crazy. You know no, for real. I've actually, like was in a class one time and there was a, a a student that was talking about how the the conversation of affirmative action came on this happened um in in college there was a student that was talking about affirmative action and how their friend didn't get accepted into the university but someone else did just because they're a minority and they know their friend met all the qualifications. I'm like, wow. no, actually, obviously your friend did not meet all of the qualifications. Otherwise, they would have been here with you. <laughs> and they, and also, people have to understand, it's not even just about, because some, with some colleges, and you can look it up, it's not even just about qualifications. It's also, during the interview, did you say the right things? Because a lot of these colleges- Was your admission paper? As well. <laughs> Was it good enough? Was it good enough? Something in that maybe they didn't have a high enough SAT score. So sorry, ACT score, and they just didn't tell you about it. Period. Like, period. So, whenever you hear something like that, or if you've experienced it personally, one thing that you can say is that I'm qualified for and deserve to be in any position that I've worked hard to be in, and that should not be questioned. Period. And what you doing with that one too, Brie? You gonna say it, and they gonna be like, "I didn't." And you gonna be like, "You didn't," and you gonna walk away. <laughs> you gonna walk the fuck away because that—that's my favorite one. I'm qualified for and deserve to be in any position that I worked hard to be in, and that should not be questioned. And it's crazy that we even have to figure out ways to combat this. 
let's talk about that. <laughs> it's it's crazy, but you know what? We're here. We have to recognize it, and and this is what we got to say. And to be quite frank, if we keep putting this in our vocabulary and, and, and we keep saying this to ourselves as a mantra, a mantra, and then we tell other people, it's it's gonna be like clockwork. You'll start to see that. I mean, we're gonna yeah. constantly have microaggressions. That's just how this country is unfortunately so why not be equipped with the tools on how to combat it without uh them without definitely definitely and and don't be afraid to call someone out you know it's not wrong to check people because what they're saying is wrong what the the behaviors that they're displaying is wrong and can be harmful to others we explained that and you know just because they they feel like they're not aware of what they're saying and doing is wrong Mm -hmm. of those unconscious biases Mm-hmm. and you know what I like yeah. that you said don't be afraid because sometimes like I said like we'll be in a position where it seems like it's us against the world no man stand up stand up because ain't no one else gonna stand up for you apparently shit not in this country stand up and speak for yourself speak up do it in a way that's so professional so if you are in these professional environments, whether you're at work or educational institution and things like that, you don't necessarily have to explain to this aggressor, this person that is, you know, saying these microaggressions or displaying these microaggressions towards you, um, you know, because I just want to point out that it can be exhausting for a black person or a person of color to explain to a non-black person or non-person of color everything that they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. that itself is is a right, chore right, right. um so you know it's also right and okay for you to take that issue to an hr department to a higher up or someone that's on the same level of authority because some of these microaggressions can happen to someone that has authority o- over you so you it would be sensible for you to also go mm-hmm. to a person that's an ally or someone that's also in a high position or in a, a position of authority over you as well that can do something about it um, because, you know, not everything can be simply handled by a conversation between you and an aggressor. Yes, exactly. Sometimes you got to go over the head and, and, and give to someone who can handle it and have it be diminished completely, extinguished. Because if you're constantly telling somebody over and over and over, they don't care. They obviously don't care. They need some fire under their ass to stop. And sometimes you need to put a little fire under their ass to stop. Because sometimes you being, you know, nice and professional is not going to work. Like Bree said, don't be afraid, man. Don't think, oh, I don't want to cause any friction. I don't give a damn. Because what's, what's, what's more important is your mental mm, health. Your or if you're listening well. and, you know. You may be a non-black person or non-person of color and you're like, oh, shit, I have been guilty of displaying this or saying these things before. Then check yourself. Have a conversation with yourself and work through them biases because that's definitely what it is. Them stereotypes, it's way deeper. It's underneath there somewhere. You need to work on that. And if you think that is what I said offensive, is what I said a microaggression, it probably is. So I'm glad you recognize <laughs> it. Get that shit in the butt right Stop now. That shit. 
Nip that shit right in the bud. Where we at? Where we going? What we doing? Where we going? What we doing? Where we going? What we got for places to be, people to see? Yo, yo, yo. So listen, listen. I got a spot. It is called Velvet Taco. And this place is not like your authentic like street taco place. So don't don't be like Mm-mm, JG. I went there and it's not street taco. No, this is not that. It's more like of like a um. I don't want to say a torchies. Velvet tacos in its own category. It's a really nice taco spot. You can get like fish tacos. Um, you can get uh, steak tacos. You can get chicken tacos. They put all different types of dressings in there, and they have really great margaritas. They also have a cute little velvet taco sign that me and Bree be taking pictures in front of. <laughs> it's super, 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 super cute. So yeah, y'all, y'all look into it. Yes, and then I'm going to give another um, restaurant. It's a Black-owned restaurant. It just opened. He's still in the opening phases. But this is a vegan chef that I've been following for a while. Um, He started off in the Dallas Farmer's Market, and now he's finally opening up a restaurant in Irving, Texas. It's called Bam's Vegan. So I know y'all probably hearing vegan and being like, ooh. But nah, this is the type of vegan food to where you're eating and you're like, yo, this does not even seem like vegan food. Um, and it'll make you want to change your whole life around. So I like that. Um, <laughs> it's a real, real cool dude. Right now they're only open on Saturdays and Sundays, but you should definitely check it out. Um, go to the website bamsvegan.com. Um, mm-hmm. He makes a lot of like nachos smoothies like he has breakfast Ooh. foods things like that and it's all vegan and it's all good so definitely check that out and support a black man black owned business oh sounds good let's check it out bitches with Bitches with short torsos. Bitches with short torsos. What we got for bitches with short torsos today? So today I'm gonna tell a recent story. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I was having some car troubles. Man, it seems like every time you at a point where you happy in life, things are going good, and then here here comes some mess, like your car start acting up. Like mm-hmm. what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know I needed to get an oil change. I mean, that's not the issue, but I am still getting my oil change. Like, I've been doing good on that. Definitely. So this this issue, it was way just out of nowhere. But I, y'all bear with me. So, <laughs> um, this was a night I met up with a friend, and me and her, like, I helped her um pick out like some makeup products and things like that. We had a nice little time. We conversed a little bit about some up- upcoming plans, um, things like that. And then we went our separate race- ways for the night because she mm-hmm. had plans and I was trying to get to the house. So um, as I'm leaving, I'm picking up food. And then while I'm in the drive through, my car starts like doing this weird vibration noise. Um, like the whole car was vibrating and you could also hear it because oh, I turned God. my music down. I was like, wait, what? And then my um, engine light came on, and I was like, oh, God, what's happening? 
And so, <laughs> and I remember I was on the phone with somebody and I was just like, you hear that? Like, th- this don't really sound right. And they were like, dang, but you should still get your food though. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was just like, damn, I was trying to wait it out, but like, they was taking a long time. I hadn't even paid yet. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get out this line and try to get home because I don't know what's happening. Oh, um, no. By this point, it was already like eight o'clock at night. So, um, as I'm pulling out of the parking lot, um, my car starts slowing down, and then I see my coolant gauge, which is like that C and H that's on your dash. Mm-hmm. The little like red light came on underneath that, and then the 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 on the dash there's like the little red uh, arrow, and mm-hmm. that hole was all the way on H. So basically, oh, my car my car was overheating. So. Um, when that happens yeah you you cannot drive your car period so I'm like oh gosh I start freaking out because I'm by myself and it's at night and um so I pull over and I turn my car off and I'm like all right I need to call my mom (laughs) let her know like yo yeah I don't know what's happening and so um she meets up with me and she's like, you know, thinking it was like my oil because I'm. It's time for me to oil change, and I'm like, no, I don't think that's it because this whole said a like it was on H, um, yeah. and, I, and I know that has to do with cooling because I remember my dad told me that before. <laughs> that means oh, it's cooling, and um, so I was like, there was an auto zone up the street, and so I drove up there after, and then um. At AutoZone, they're like, they, they take a look, they plug something in that's supposed to tell them what's wrong with the car. And they're like, yeah, your, your car is overheated. And I'm like, well, no shit. <laughs> but then they they um say, yeah, you need some coolant. And then they give me the coolant and pay for it and everything. Um, they're like, well, since your, your car just overheated, we're going to have to wait for it to cool down. So I had to like sit there for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. for the car to cool it down. So it didn't like the pressure and stuff make it like blow up and oh. start getting burnt and stuff because I'm not getting sick. Um, so... No, I'm not getting sick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm the, I'm the one that's supposed to do the sewing, okay? Okay. But Shit. so I, I wait 30 minutes. Um, they pour the cooling in and everything's fine after that. But I was just kind of like, why? Why would this happen? Like, I was having a good old grand day. Had a, had a good time with my friend you know, mm-hmm. was having a good conversation on the phone beforehand, and then this stuff happens. And then I was like, dang, now I'm hungry. Because <laughs> oh, I got right. out the drive-thru earlier. Mm-hmm. And you know we on this fast right now. We we only eating fish, so I'm not gonna lie, I, I really I can't didn't have any more options shit. after that. What'd you say? So I'm not gonna lie, I can't wait to get off this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least February the shortest month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. We really appreciate all of your support. Keep the energy because we will keep coming with the content. Yes, yes, yes. And you know, we are on all types of streaming platforms. We got Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a multitude of other podcast platforms. So please, please tune in. Yeah, we everywhere. We live. We live, man. So make sure to tune in every Monday because we will keep posting a new episode. So expect that next week. Yes, yes, yes. And remember, 
Tell your friends to tell their friends. To tell their mans to tell his friends. To listen in. Turn on and tune in. And you know what, Bree Bree? Spin that outro. Bye. The caller you tried to reach does not have a voicemail box set up yet. Goodbye.